This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, and on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Truck Girl Jen. Apart from bigger pants around the holiday season, having to drive bigger vehicles stuffed with all those holiday cookies. Uh, um, you don't need a bigger vehicle because you always have trucks. That's right, to haul all those big presents. Are you stuffed with holiday cookies? That's the question. And turkey. Uh, Chris, yeah, my sister just made a whole batch of Christmas cookies. Oh, my God, were they amazing. And it's ham, not turkey. Oh, yeah, because you're American. Americans yes. do ham on Christmas. I do turkey because turkey is delish. No, turkey's my for dad, Thanksgiving. We do deep fried turkey <laughs> on Christmas, and my dad wanted um, to do ham and i was like no we're doing a deep fried turkey and stop so we had deep fried turkey um so there you go season to be jolly chinese that's the best for everybody (laughs) uh very packed show for you today we are going to talk to mark gillies about the uh, taos no taos 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 yeah i'm english i pronounce it how i want taos Uh, jeff pope is the vice president from uh, infinity we're going to talk about uh, the 2020 qx60 he's going to join us 2021 2021 yeah it's 21 that's right i meant 21 <laughs> phil zach executive designer of the new hummer yeah electric hummer yeah it's that's gonna be fun and uh head of ram mike Koval. he is an awesome guy uh, i've driven this uh, trx um it's very cool it's the new ram truck and uh, i'm very 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 goes jealous. up against the raptor just <laughs> shut up and drive it before you tell me that it's not as good as the raptor because yes and it has better stats. Uh, the 2021 Tahoe and Suburban from Chevrolet with uh, Matt's going to join us to talk about that. They did a really good job on redesigning it. GLA 35 from Mercedes-Benz. We're going to talk a little bit there. If you like Mercedes in your life, uh, the hottest selling truck, the F-150, interestingly enough, just announced again as the number one selling vehicle and truck in North America. Shut up. Still there. Number one. They need to stop making such good trucks if they don't like it. And... Uh, <laughs> Then also this Vantage Roadster, which is uh, pretty unbelievable. Plus, uh, I've been driving a Lexus. Um, it's really cool. Just yeah, telling you. I bet. Yeah. Actually, I got to drive it too. Um, yeah, because you were at my house while I was in Dallas. Yep. And they parked it out in the middle of the street, so I got to drive it in the driveway. Yeah, because so a new excited. studio is being built in front of my house. <laughs> we have a new studio being built, which is going to be the broadcast center for... Um, our auto expert in the future, ES250 all-wheel drive, coming in just uh, below $40,000. Happy holidays, Lexus December to remember. Um, by the way, you should go to our, uh, our Facebook page to see uh, the Saturday Night Live Lexus ad. Can't mm-hmm. talk about it on the air because it's got some words in it. Some which bad are, words. Some bad words. Some bad words. Spank your hand. Um, but uh, 50-50 balance, all-wheel drive. Uh, I've driven it around. A lot of fun. They, it, Lexus, this is a year of fine-tuning for Lexus, so they haven't had any major updates or changes, but it just really, 
I can't wear a sexy red dress like the lady in the ad, but I sure <laughs> as heck can enjoy it as much as she did. It's very beautiful. Hey, my question is, is uh, were you able to get in the Lexus after I drove it? I hey, forgot to put you know the something I that oh <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I got in. and I thought the delivery person was really short. Thank you, Lexus, for making it go it all the way really, to the front. Really short. I was like, how on earth? They must have had tiny, tiny legs. I was and wondering if you could get back I was wondering if in. they were employing people who were hey, un- abnormal hey, dwarfs hey. or really Chris- a- Christmas elves delivered no. my Lexus. They were abnormally sized. Okay. You drove it. So now it makes complete sense. You are my little Christmas elf. Yay. I'm so excited. The elves <laughs> delivered me a Lexus ES. Which is a really nice vehicle. Big screen this year. Lots of technical advantages. Lots of safety features. Lexus Safety Systems 2.0. But the elves delivered it, which Mm -hmm. makes it so much more of a December to remember. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's so much nicer. We should should probably get ready for Mark on the phone now. We've been talking about all this. So uh, this is a new vehicle we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. in in a second when we get Mark on the phone uh, with their new vehicle. But I wonder if it's delivered by elves. My Lexus was delivered by elves. Do you know that? This is the first 2022 that we're actually talking about, too. Was it delivered by elves? My Lexus was (laughs) delivered by elves. Little short people delivered my Lexus. I've never I know that. Because the seat was right up against the seat was right up against the steering wheel. I guess I'm just an hour auto expert elf. I'm going to shut up right now. It's, it's time to do other things. By the way, did you know that there was things in the trunk? There was presents from Santa in the trunk of the Lexus. No. No, I I read an email, an email account that I haven't actually got, uh, I haven't used for a long time, and there was presents in the trunk. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, there was. Despite the pandemic, car companies introducing (laughs) brand new vehicles across the country and uh, no exception from VW. They have uh, a bunch of new vehicles. We recently saw the new ID4. They're the first uh, fully electric SUV in the United States. We're excited about that coming to market. And of course, you may recall from previous episodes of this show that the pre-orders went crazy for that. And uh, the first batch was already sold out. Well, Volkswagen announcing a brand new VW SUV. Enjoy on the phone is Mark Gillis to talk about it. Mark, the first question for you, <laughs> what is the correct pronunciation? Because I've heard about four today. <laughs> uh, Taos. Taos. Okay, I Jen was right. <laughs> Jen was right. You can take the rest of the day off. Yeah. Sweet. So tell us a little bit about it because I was uh, unfortunately on a trip and wasn't able to join you for the unveiling, but the pictures look incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, it's uh, what we call an N entry compact SUV. It's positioned below the Tiguan um, in terms of price and size. I think it's 9.3 inches shorter than the Tiguan. Um, But it's still, you know, pretty compelling package. I think what's happened is since compact SUVs have got bigger and bigger and moved basically to where midsize SUVs used to be, there's space in below. And, you know, there's other vehicles obviously like... um, the Subaru Crosstrek, um, Jeep Compass, and, you know, there's obviously a, a big market for those because I think last year there was some 600,000 of these entry compact SUVs sold. So, um, you know, we're looking to get a bit of that action, basically. Um, you, you've got a pretty robust lineup anyway, I mean, uh, with the Atlas and, uh, of course, the Tiguan. Uh, do you think there's room to go in the direction below this and get an even smaller one, or is this about as small as VW would get? I think it's probably as small as we get. I mean, the the the, um, 
there's a car called the T-Rock that's sold in Europe, yeah. um, which is smaller, but I think if you're bringing the cars in from Europe, it gets very expensive to import them. So for the moment, I think this is as small as we'll go. Um, and, and, you know, the, it's a bigger market segment than the smaller ones at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it should be a pretty compelling vehicle. I mean, it's got a, a one-and-a-half-litre version of the, the, the Jetta engine, um, but it should be very fuel-efficient. That's what we're hoping. Um, 158 horsepower, 184 pound-feet of torque. Uh, I've driven it. It's it's a fun little truck. Um and, um, yeah, it's got some good technology in it as well. Well, that's the thing. So I'm going to guess uh, at the market plan for this. This is probably aimed at, somewhat aimed at empty nesters, but probably mostly aimed at young families, people who may be making their first step into an SUV out of uh, an inherited car or something like that, people who have young children. So they're always, we like to call them the millennial generation, they're always this generation who wants to make sure they are wired into the world around them. So I'm going to guess that tech is something that you have really bolstered up in this vehicle. Yeah, I mean, it's got our new infotainment system. Once you get to the SE trim, um, we've got things like available wireless charging, uh, available Wi-Fi. We've got a a configurable um, digital cockpit on all of the vehicles. Um, So, you know, as you say, people want to be uh, on the move. They want to be wired in. They want to be able to get their tunes they want to be able to hear their texts and uh, reply back to them all that kind of stuff so yeah that that's all in there um i'm old-fashioned i've just been driving a 1934 riley from goodwood <laughs> to reading in england and Lovely. that's the, that's no tech and it's fantastic no, no that's awesome experience so yeah <laughs> so. um you know me uh, me too i started to move away from being so technically wired in but i think everybody who's probably in this class of wanting these vehicles uh wants plenty of tech for them and the whole family uh adventuresome is it is it equipped to sort of take a trip to the campsite yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, all of the trims will be available with four motion all-wheel drive. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the ground clearance actually is, but it's got a reasonable amount. And, yeah, as you say, it's campsite. I don't think you're going to go uh, taking it across, you know, crazy terrain. Right. But, um, it's well, people, get you to the... people like to think they can do crazy things in these vehicles, but they never do. I mean, a lot of people, this is why, you know, I think less than 1% of people that buy Land Rovers or Range Rovers ever take them off-road. So it's probably the same. As long as I think it can do it, I'm okay. <laughs> so Yeah, and I think for most people, the, the really important thing is capability in yeah. snow. Like yeah. you say, if they've got a cabin or something they're going up to in the hills and they're going off on dirt roads, you know, having that traction is really important for, for a lot of people. Right. Mark, finally, price and on sale. Do we know any, either of those things? Uh, we're not actually divulging price yet. I mean, it's going to be, if you look at the cross-trek to the Forester, yeah. um, probably Same a thing. similar price delta. Right. Um, and then on sale, um, summer of next year, so 2021. Oh, good. So we'll probably get to drive it uh, second quarter of next year or so. That'd be a bunch of fun. Yeah, and, and guess where you're probably driving it, COVID willing? <laughs> In the small village called Taos, by a chance? Taos, yes. Taos. <laughs> Taos. All right. He'll get it eventually. I'll get, yeah, by the end of the show, I'll have it right. Mark Gillies from VW. Always great to have him on the show. We like to Eng- Englishify, Anglify, Anglify the beginning of our show every week. Stand by. More Our Auto Expert is going to be on the way. If you do not know... 
anything about the website, then I'm ashamed of you. Ourautoexpert.com <laughs> is where you go to uh, find it out. You can hear previous episodes of the show there. Also, see all of our Fox News and uh, other news station reports that we do all over the country every week. The interesting thing is, you might want to go and watch the Jaguar F-Type, the 2021 version that I drove in California, and the Land Rover Defender. If you haven't seen it on the road, I took it on the road in California. All right, more to come. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Well, catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Um, I have had a good time over the years uh, watching in the Infinity Car Company grow. Uh, interestingly enough, if you look at most of, I would say, it's, I think it's uh, 70% of all the electronic safety features that you see in the modern car, a good deal of those came from Infinity. Uh, they were the pioneers of things like the surround view monitor. People call them the bird's eye camera, which, whichever, whichever brand calls it something differently. The first place you saw that, an Infinity. Just saying, they've uh, they've done an awful lot to move the world forward of the automo- automobile industry, and so they have a new offering in the in a segment of SUV. Joining us on the phone is Jeff Pope, vice president of Infinity America. Uh, Jeff, so you have a new, is it a new, completely new version, the QX60 monograph, or is it a preview version of the new version? Does that make sense? Well, the, the <laughs> yeah, first of all, Nick, thanks for having me on, and, and great to be speaking with you again. Uh, talking about the version you're referring to, which was the QX mon- QX60 monograph, uh, that is really a design study for where we're going with the future QX60. So an answer to your both your questions is really yes. Uh, it's beautiful, uh, it leads, by the it way. It leads to where we're going. Yeah, it's, oh, thank you. It's really, really beautiful. Um, and I'm excited about the way that the Infinity SUV line could be shaping up in the future because this is uh, it's just pleasurable to sit back and look at. Uh, currently, where does the QX60 sit when we talk about competition? So this is sort of, uh, the, is it a midsize SUV? Yeah, we use uh, different terminology in the industry, but when you talk about a midsize to large SUV, it's a three-row crossover is what it does. So it both has utility, and then the, the key to that is how you build style and luxury into that utility. Yeah, three-row crossover is, is where it squarely fits into the segments. I think one of the problems with these vehicles is to not make them look so much like trucks because initially vehicles of this size were based on trucks and it's, it's hard not to have the truck look and you've done an incredible job about making it large but not look like I'm driving, you know, making deliveries in my neighborhood, <laughs> which is always the, the hard thing to do. Um, the style, the shape, the uh, the thin lights, all of this sort of thing is sort of an indication of Infinity's future, right? It, it absolutely is. Uh, for specifically for QX60 uh, that's coming out, that will really be the first design execution of this new design language. But as we move forward throughout the years, I think you'll start to see similar things like this make it make its way into other vehicles. 
Um, one of the things that I've noticed, obviously, a lot as technology progresses is headlights seem to be getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And I guess at some point in the future, you'll be able to get as many lumens as you need to uh, light the road out of just a thin, you know, half an inch strip across the across the vehicle. Uh, it looks like these headlights in the new monograph are actually about, uh, I would say, half or even less than that of the original uh, or of, of current headlight size. Yeah, you, you hit the nail right on the head there. It's it's a digital piano key lighting system. Uh, it's definitely a design element that you can expect to see on all future Infinity products. Uh, and in fact, you got probably a, an early glimpse at, at, at this on the QX55 that will be coming to market shortly as well, which already gave a teaser image that included that digital piano key lighting system as well. It's really an amazing system. Uh, I give the designers a lot of credit because it all seems very easy to do lighting. But once you start having to base it and put distance in between the lights and the LEDs and have the reflection work properly, it's really an amazing outcome what they've been able to do. And I know that we're waiting for the world premiere of the QX55, which I'm, I'm hoping is going to be uh, weeks away instead of months away. Um, but but ultimately, I may have seen it already at a secret revealing in the desert. I may have not. I can't tell you. Uh, but but uh, but ultimately, uh, Infinity also with your um, some of your concept vehicles really pointed a different future towards the automobile instead of this sort of packed with gadgets, buttons, and tech, uh, you've gone for this very clean Japanese, pure view where everything is there as far as the buttons and the dash you need, but it's not a cluttered look. It's a clean, very much like a, fla a single Japanese flower almost. Boy, Nick, I can just bring you into our marketing team because that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing. That's, that's, either you've been very well prepped by us or, uh, or, or you just have a very good intuition on where we're going. But that's exactly what it is. Uh, I think, you know, we, you use the word concept on some of the other vehicles we've used in the past and it already showed some of this. I think the great thing about this is this is a design study. Uh, this is an exterior uh you know, design study for QX60 specifically. So the lines, all the, the wider stance, the sloping roof line, the wraparound greenhouse on the exterior, you absolutely see that. You know, we don't have any interior on it right now, but that will be coming shortly right. enough. But you can expect a lot of what you saw in the concept vehicles prior uh, to show its way up uh, into QX60 and beyond. When are we expecting a QX60 to be unveiled as a, produ a production vehicle? Uh, in the U.S., it'll be next year, and then for the rest of the globe, it'll follow after that. All right. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I'm wondering how you get in because of the lack of door handles, but I'm sure there's a secret code somewhere to get you into the vehicle. Uh, and I also think when I look at it, I'm, I was thinking uh, the way you've designed the side of the vehicle and the hip, I don't know if you've ever had like um, a jug of cream and you've sort of swished it from side to side, and it gets those ripples in it. It almost <laughs> looks like ripple of a thicker liquid, like a very viscous liquid. It sort of just bubbles out over the hips that's and over the shoulders. That's pretty good description, I know. I told you. Boy, I, I, can, I can tell you that's a new one. I'm going to have to bring that back inside the company and, and wash that around a little bit to see if that was anything part of the design. But uh, I, think you, I think you hit it right on the, on the head again, though. It, it's just I, I think what we have done with this vehicle is really, you stated it at the very beginning. It's how do you take a vehicle that's got this sort of size and utility, but still make it elegant, sophisticated, 
Uh, and what we hope to show is muscular and sophisticated at the right. same time. So and that's me. exactly what the designers have done here. Perfect. <laughs> I Perfect. would agree. There you go. <laughs> uh, Jeff Pope from uh, in Infinity, the Vice President of the Americas. It's an honor to have you on the show, sir. Uh, we need to take a commercial break because I need to go and fill out my application to be part of the Infinity Marketing team. But when we come back, <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, brand new vehicles from uh, the Acura Group. Uh, they, have a, another, they have a prototype. Stand by, hear that coming. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. This is our I Want Expert radio show. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, I can tell you that we have had a lot of exciting times with automotive news coming out left, right, and center over the last few days. Uh, probably the biggest story to hit the newsstands if that's a thing anymore, I guess it was interwebs, is the uh, the brand new uh, Hummer. Uh, the new electric Hummer has been dominating the news cycles, radio, television, and the interwebs. Uh, and there's good reason for it. The brand, which uh, went away a while ago, is back again, but this time all electric. And it is jaw-dropping, I have to tell you, not only in its design, but also in its capabilities. And, and we, of course, asked uh, the GM folks if we could have somebody on from GMC to talk about the design of the Hummer. So they lined us up with this gentleman. His name is Phil Zach. He is the executive design director for Hummer. Uh, Phil, first of all, uh, nice job. Lots of great publicity with the vehicle. Did you start off with a blank sheet of paper or did they give you a whole bunch of rules and regs and things you had to start with? <laughs> great question, Nick. Uh, we started off with a blank piece of paper, uh, not just a blank piece of paper on the vehicle, but it was also a blank piece of paper on the architecture and really kind of a blank piece of paper on Hummer. You know, where do you go next with it? Um, really when it came down, it's like, you know, we're going to do Hummer. Let's, let's run with it. And with a new Ultium battery architecture, we really wanted to take this opportunity to show what extreme capability you can get on an electrified platform. And for us at GM, you know, with the, uh, Hummer, it was iconic. It was capable. Uh, it had a fabulous history. We knew it had a lot of, uh, fantastic supporters. We knew it also had some detractors that came along with it. So, you know, from a design standpoint, our goal was uh, how do we bring this vehicle into 2020, 2021 and beyond, and then make it new, fresh and different. So that's really what you've seen uh, coalesced in the last it was a rapid, fast program, but in the few months uh, that we designed it and executed and now on the build process. I like to uh, call engineers dream killers because they tend to take what designers do and go, can't do that, can't do that, that's not possible. Uh, but in this case, engineers have, have really enabled you to do things that you've never been able to do. I mean, you just talk about things that are quite simple, like lights, for instance. Lights never used to be able to be this thin or this multiple. I mean, in, in years gone past when you've designed vehicles, you were never able to get the whole dash to light up or the whole grill to light up, or you were never able to get the lights so thin. Um, so they've really enabled you to change your whole aspect of design and really pull it forward, right? Uh, exactly. You you hit one of the challenges and the, the concerns as the designers that we have going forward. 
this program moves so fast and uh, at such a pace that the entire team would meet daily. And then we would go through, uh, as we kind of came up with our vision, engineering was working with us. Uh, it comes down to, two just the overhangs on the vehicle to make it look capable. You know, we kept those really short, which enabled the, um, the capability, but also from a design standpoint, gives you that Hummer look and feel. And then as you touched on the lamps, uh, the same thing. We knew we had to bring this vehicle forward from a tech standpoint. And as you walk past it, we don't want people to think that this was just a, a throwback from the past, that when you look at everything from the surface execution, it's, it's not militaristic, it's sophisticated, but strong and muscular. The lamps are really high tech. And that is kind of the window into the rest of the vehicle and all the technology that is inside of it. So that was one thing that we were really passionate about and engineering fully supported. So we had a great time doing it. Did, how much did you actually know when you started to design the vehicles? Presumably you already had a platform. You had sort of a wheelbase. You had an idea that it would have rear steering. You probably had an idea that the trunk would be where the engine bay is. Is that those sort of things were already known? And then you had to sort of build a car that fit those specs? Or were those things not decided when you started? Uh, nothing was decided when we started. Oh. It was a, a vision for us from uh, leadership that in order to show the capability of the vehicle, it's going to be a Hummer, right? and then it's going to be electric. Those wow. are the two things that we wow. knew. And the rest of it was team, figure the rest out. That so would be that's where so much fun. It, it, it was a, it's, in my career, it's been like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to kind of dial us in. So we sat down with the engineers and the designers, and we, we dreamt up what this thing could be. Right. And, you know, you can see what it came out to be. We're quite proud of it. Um, I know that the Edition 1 is probably just the starting point for this. Um, if I know anything about the automotive industry, you are probably at the very first phase, and what you came up with will be uh, there'll be more Hummer ideas coming from what you've done, and there'll be probably, you know, you don't usually design an electric architecture that goes into one vehicle. It usually goes into multiple brands in different shapes or forms for different usabilities. So really, to be the first, you have to execute it uh, absolutely as the top notch, right? This is the sort of the leader. The, the pressure, did you did you have sleepless nights? <laughs> Um, from the, from the capability standpoint on the architecture, uh, you know, this one, like I mentioned, does set the book end on capability. So yes, uh, we can filter vehicles in that, you know, come through at different price points, different capabilities. So this is really just the tip of the iceberg of what we at GM are able to do with this, uh, Ultium architecture. So I, I can't really tell you any more than that from of a course. development standpoint, but, uh, it does give us fantastic uh, latitude. And breath. When you when when it was decided to do rear steering, so this could crab, which uh, is impressive to look at that. Uh, watch it go sideways in the canyon, which it did. Uh, when you decided to do that, did that alter how the rear of the vehicle was designed? Because clearly, if the wheels are moving in that sort of direction, it's going to change how you know things come into contact with the wheel arches, or you know how rocks and things move past the vehicle. Um, did you sort of have to take in that into account? Uh, rear wheels don't often steer in a vehicle. Uh, they don't. They they don't steer to the degree that we have them steering in the angles. Um, it really, as engineering was developing this, they kept 
everything open for ultimate capability. And, you know, they realized down the road that with the space that they had enabled for all the clearances, that they were able to make that work out. So from a design standpoint, uh, it's nothing that drove anything different on where we were. We actually had the model already established, and that was one of the developments as they moved forward, that it, it grew in capability. In, in Now, one of the things that's fairly impressive, of course, it's a truck, and, and maybe they won't all be trucks in the future. There's obviously the ability to box it in and make it an SUV. But uh, you have this sort of removable roof to make it more of an adventure truck as well. And that, uh, although it looks simple, once you start taking parts off of a vehicle, you change the whole way a vehicle structured, right? Uh, generally, on a, on a normal architecture, you're 100% correct that you do. Uh, but on the LTM architecture that we have, the battery structure is so strong and ingrained uh, for protection of the, the cells that it enabled the upper part of the vehicle uh, to, to not carry heavy pillars that you would typically have. All right. Uh, we do have a lot of structural support across. But with the uh, infinity panels, you can remove all four. Uh, they fit in the frunk, which is motorized, that will open, and they'll stack in uh, specialty boxes that we've made for them. But there is one uh, T-bar on the front that goes between the passenger and the driver, and that is also removable. So essentially, you can really take the tops off, and we envision this. The tops come off, you know, you're in the woods or you're off somewhere, and, and you can be going down a, a, a path in you know, virtual silence with the electric architecture. So you can really get in tune with nature and you know, really enjoy the great outdoors. Did you end up with a lot more space? I know that from the electric vehicles that I've been in in the past, uh, designers always say there's a lot more space than they expected because you don't have a lot of the mechanical things that you're used to having in a gasoline or internal combustion engine vehicle, and you end up with quite a lot more uh, options of, of using space in a vehicle. Uh, you do have a lot more space internally. Uh, the floor is flat, so that enables a lot of opportunity for, for pass-throughs for, you know, better leg room. Uh, so you're right. That is, um, you know, one of the advantages. Uh, we do have a frunk on this since the, you don't have a large motor that's right. uh, in, in front of the uh, driver, so that works out well. Uh, the one thing you do retain is, um, you know, you, you do need a lot of cooling for the batteries as well, which that's where you will see on vehicles still i don't say a radiator but you will still get front end flow because the batteries and everything else is to cool as well so we know that the initial reservations are all sold out of the first uh, the first version edition one are we expecting to hear about the the next editions coming in the future are we holding our breath for that um you're holding your breath for that no uh <laughs> this has been so well received uh it, it's been fabulous so no, I can't necessarily tell you all the product plans that we have going forward for obvious reasons, but we do have other things that we are looking at. All right. We, we will stay tuned. I promise you that uh, we're pretty excited about it. Um, I, I had the opportunity to go down to San Francisco this week. I couldn't unfortunately make it to see it, but I will. I assure you I'll be first in line as soon as the press drive happens to, uh, to go play with it. You've done an amazing job, uh, Phil. I think that it looks just like I'd expect a 2020 version of a Hummer to look. I think it, uh, it looks glorious. It looks adventuresome. It looks capable. 
ball and it looks like I'd have an awful lot of fun with it. So I think you scored with it, although I haven't sat in it. I haven't played with it yet. I think uh, I'm waiting. I think... I'm sold now on an electric vehicle. Are you? It's, it took the Hummer. It took the Hummer. <laughs> it took the Hummer. To yeah. do. Jen's I, been hanging on to her Chevy trucks because she doesn't want to go electric. <laughs> Finally, you've done it, Phil. Congratulations. <laughs> we'll look forward to the next edition. Phil Zach is the executive design director of the new Hummer. Stand by. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Uh, I have a very passionate place in my heart for the next guest who is coming on because I saw him when he first took over the role in charge of Ram Trucks and uh, I heard yesterday from uh, Mike Cadell who is uh, obviously the other half of our auto expert that he thought the uh, Ram TRX uh, press launch was one of the best press launches he has seen in years and it was all executed by Mike Caval. He is the new uh, big cheese over at Ram introducing probably the most excited truck, exciting truck that we've seen in the last two or three years come to market. Good morning, Mike. Uh, finally, finally, the Ram 1500 TRX has arrived. Good morning, Nick and Jen. Great to be with you, and, and thank you for the uh, the opening. We are, uh, man, we are excited to finally get it out into the marketplace. I was reading some of the stories, how the press reacted to the launch of this vehicle, and uh, uh, one of the stories talked about a swear jar in the office. And every time somebody mentioned a uh, what they call a Raptor fighter, they had to put money into this jar. And they said, <laughs> finally, now the jar has to be spent on pizza because they finally have a Raptor fighter. And this looks like it'll outperform the Raptor, which is its big competition um, with horsepower, with suspension. I mean, we like to go horsepower all the time because it's a, it's a language that everybody understands with 702 horsepower from a 6.2 liter supercharged Hemi V8 engine. However, the biggest breakthrough in this truck is probably the suspension, right? Yeah, the suspension is had to be up to the task. It's uh, all new front and rear suspension. Uh, to handle the uh, the off road capability that this truck was designed to bring, but Nick, like you said, the the, the all new Ram fifteen hundred TRX was designed bolt by bolt to significantly outperform every other truck. But we you know we put two and a half inch bill signs on here, which my engineers, the guys I sent out into the desert to put this truck to the test, tell me they are absolutely plush. But we also maintain that class exclusive five link coil rear suspension, which maintains that. That characteristically soft ride, that'll be in the TRX as well. So you get the comfort both on and better comfort off-road as well. Uh, I I love the idea that everybody is saying that this is going to be an incredible desert racing vehicle, an incredible performance vehicle. I look at some of the numbers, 0 to 60 miles an hour in 4.5 seconds. It would be nice if I actually had a sedan that would do that. Uh, it's, it's 100 miles an hour in 10.5 seconds, quarter mile in 12.9 seconds at 108 miles an hour. This has a top speed of 118 miles an hour. Every time I start to read numbers of this, they're absolutely outstanding. And the other thing I think is outstanding is it's, you know, you'd expect to be paying close to $100,000 for a truck like this, but it's not going to cost you that much to get into it. The guys are telling me that uh, 
I may be a great product guy, but I'm a horrible businessman. <laughs> I, I, uh, and, and you know what? And you know what? That's the best compliment I could ever be paid. Right. Because because you're selling them too cheaply. It's um, it, it's uh, look, we, we knew that um, everything that went into this vehicle, we, we this this truck is is the quickest, fastest, most, most powerful pickup truck in the world. But, but it's about the total package. It still has 1,310 pounds of payload, 8,100 pounds of towing capability. So if you want to bring the toys with you up to the lake uh, for the weekend, we wanted to make this vehicle available to all buyers, not just an exclusive few. What's the chances of a long-term loan on? I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> uh, when when do we actually get to, when do we actually get to drive it as press, and when will we see it arrive in dealerships? Yeah, great question. So uh, the TRX is available for ordering now at your local Ram dealership. We're going to start building them early Q4. They will be at your dealership before Christmas. And I will see you in Tahoe in the middle of October, provided it's safe, safe to travel by then. Right. Oh, no, you'll see me if I have to walk. Exactly. It's probably only about a, <laughs> it's about a thousand miles probably for me, too. Uh, that That is uh, incredible. And I'm really excited about the opportunity to drive the truck as well. Is there a market for this? Because, you know... I look at numbers with COVID and I look at sales. Is, was this the right time, Mike, to bring this to market? Well, we absolutely think so. And, and uh, based on the groundswell of, of demand, based on our early dealer order flow, it really validated our decision to, to bring the vehicle to market now. But we teased it four years ago at the State Fair of Texas. And our fans and customers have been salivating. They have been waiting for us to bring this to market. And when you, when you kind of take a step back and you look at the, the light-duty pickup truck segment, it's diverse. You have work trucks, you have family haulers, you have enthusiast trucks, you have luxury trucks now more than ever. But the enthusiasts who we're really kind of going after here, they value their freedom. They value their fun. They're about adventure. And they may have another performance vehicle in their garage, but they will prefer the Ram 1500 TRX because of the ultimate utility that it offers. So the first exposure that most people get to a truck is a visual. They'll see what it looks like. And you had to make this something that looked like it could race across the desert, but you couldn't lose that identity, that DNA that Ram has spent so many years building. What was the magic formula to make this look aggressive but still a Ram? Yeah, it's well, it's, it's two and a half inches taller, eight inches wider than the traditional Ram 1500. You know, the new uh, functional hood scoop with the LEDs in there give the TRX a striking and unmistakable stance. But we were true to our heritage. You know, we're committed to being America's off-road truck leader. Of course, you have the Ram 1500 Rebel. You have the granddaddy of them all, the Ram heavy-duty power wagon. And we just think the Ram 1500 TX will expand our lineup and, and really act as a halo for our brand. I, I really believe, Nick, that we're going to see new buyers come into Ram that have never considered us before. But that's what you would expect from us as, as America's off-road truck leader. Uh, and I'm sure you deliver every time. I've never been disappointed in any Ram I've driven. And uh, you still, everybody's trying to catch up with you in many things that you do ahead of the marketplace. Uh, Mike, continue the good work you're doing. I'm so pleased that all these great things are happening to Ram and to you. And uh, you have our support all the way. That TRX uh, heading to dealerships, hopefully before the end of the year. You probably want to get an order in or at least a test drive in before the end of the year uh, because... 
They're going to go fast. I can feel it happening. All right, stand by. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. This is Our Auto Expert radio show. Our Auto Expert is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us and ask a car question. Just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, Chevrolet's iconic people and cargo hauler is uh, brand new. The Chevy Tahoe uh, has been redesigned. The ultimate SUV offering interior space and beautiful SUV stuff. That's uh, really, really cool. I, I have to tell you that when I look at that vehicle... Um, I think it's it's absolutely outstanding, and and one of the reasons that I've always wanted one uh, is is because it's I don't know one of the nicest things ever. There, there's also um, a, a new suburban as well, which is sort of a sister vehicle to that. Um, so I we wanted somebody on to talk about the uh, the, the the twins of uh, Chevrolet's big vehicles. Uh, we asked Matt to come on. Uh, to talk about those from uh, Chevrolet. So first of all, Matt, tell us the difference between the Suburban and the Tahoe for those people that don't know how they change in the lineup, how they're different. Yeah, hey, hey thanks for having me, Nick, and uh, gladly, gladly. Uh, very excited about our, our vehicles here. And, and, you know, when you think Tahoe and then Suburban, probably a lot of similarities, but the, the main takeaway between the two wheelbases is you're going to get more room in a Suburban. Uh, both nameplates have grown from previous generation to our current, and uh, it was roughly 1% in Suburban, 4% in Tahoe. So they both got a little larger, but between the two, uh, Suburban is, is the vehicle if you're looking to haul the max cargo capacity within the segment. So if I take uh, the Suburban to Home Depot, I need two parking spaces, and the Tahoe I can get into one. Is that right? <laughs> No, 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 no. It's uh, it definitely has more room, but you know, as as a segment leader, we we've, we've taken what our customers love and, and made it even better. So in that example, you know, garageability has has surfaced in terms of a concern, and, and we wanted to make sure uh, it it was large, but uh, not too large, if you know what I mean. Which one does Hollywood use most of? Because we see, you know, they're, they're used a lot in Hollywood, especially in sort of uh, crime dramas, sort of FBI, presidential films, uh, things, you know, uh, especially those type of movies. I mean, see, they, we all see them with presidential logos on the doors or CIA use the them. Flags those, yeah. on the I presume they're going to use the Tahoe a lot more because those are the ones that probably that you can throw around the street a little more. When you use the Suburban, it probably doesn't skid around corners. You can't do, uh, you can't slide the back can't end down. Is it, yeah, it doesn't drift as well. Yeah, maneuverability is, is, is key. And, you know, when it comes to, to movies in, in particular, I, you know, a, a pretty awesome milestone, milestone for these main plates. Almost a year ago to the date, uh, you know, the, the Chevrolet Suburban was awarded the Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame, the only main plate to, to have that honor. So when you look at it, they're, they're pretty interchangeable, uh, but... When when a black Tahoe or Suburban shows up, yeah, you you know something's about to go down for sure. I think it's that there, there hasn't really been. A lot of people have tried to have a competitor to the Suburban. Um, nobody's really done it. I mean, there are some competitors to the Tahoe, but uh, because of size, but nobody's really come up with. A, I mean, you could call a Sprinter van a competitor to the Suburban, but nobody's really come up with a competitor to the Suburban, have they? 
Yeah, when when I look at suburban and you know, it, there's there's a lot there, and and it starts with kind of that legacy, right? Our longest running nameplate in the industry. So you know, for over 85 years now, we've we've taken what those customers have come back with, and and whether it's you know moving military personnel or starring in that Hollywood film, um, it, it it's built up that loyalty within itself, and then you know when you think competitively. You know, we've we've made our latest iteration the most versatile and advanced ever. So that's that's through the cargo and interior. That's through unmatched technology and then the driving dynamics. So I think when you pull all three of those and all you know past customer insights and things that they love, um, I, all all customers are excited to get behind the wheel of of, of these vehicles. So let's talk a little bit about how customers buy these because. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. In 2002, my neighbor across the road bought a Tahoe, and he still owns it, and he still has it in his driveway, and he's not willing to get it. He said, in fact, people knock on his door offering to buy it. Uh, and it must have been a really good year that year because I have a friend who works for another car company, and she lives in Santa Monica, and she has a 2000, um, she has a 2000 and a 2014, and she is not willing to get rid of them. She's, you know, they just sit there in her driveway, and she obviously has company cars all the time. But people hang on to these vehicles forever. What makes people not ever want to sell them? You know, it, it, that's a great point, right? It's an extremely loyal uh, segment, but in particular, the customers love it. Uh, and I think there's there's multiple things to that. Uh, you know, I, I can I can definitely talk to a lot of the cool features we have, but it's it's more than that, right? It's it's a sense of style, sense of aspirational um, positioning within who they are as a person, and. And, you know, one of the statements I like to make is, is they look at this vehicle as, as a means to unlock the mastery of their universe. And I know that sounds very, very far out there, but um, we find customers use this, whether it's, you know, taking the family to a, a soccer practice or a night out on the town, uh, this vehicle can kind of operate in, in all those means. So it is a, a vehicle that is very uh, utilized in, in multiple aspects, and, and, you know, that's why customers love them. I see when I look on the road, I like to look at who drives what, right? It's like watching people in an airport. So you sit there in a cafe in the airport or, you you know, you can't do that as much. But you stand in an airport and you watch the people at your gate and you look at them and you make up stories about who they are and where they're traveling to. And when I'm at traffic lights in a city, I like to look across at the car and see the person next to me in the traffic light and see what they're driving and sort of see who they are and sort of put them into a little box and guess who they are. And so when I see something like a Chevrolet Silverado and I see, you know, uh, maybe it's an HD, a Silverado HD, and I always see somebody probably between the ages of 35 and 65 driving it. It's usually, um, you know, somebody that I consider to be a manual labor or somebody who likes to go out and do outdoor activities. They might have some skidoos, a fifth wheel, those type of things. But it's different with the Suburban. And in the Suburban and the Tahoe, you will see young families, often driven by the lady of the household. You will see um, single ladies in their 60s and 70s driving it. It seems to bridge the gender and the demographic gap. Yeah, and, and you're completely spot on. You know, I, I often say to, to the team, right, when we, when we look at Tahoe, it's a it's a me vehicle. And, and by no means is it specifically for, you know, one or two people in the household. It's, it's just 
the children, if there are children, have moved out. And so, uh, you know, it's positioned as a style or affluential uh, vehicle to be in. And then to your point, Nick, exactly spot on with suburban, you know, we do see the female in the household driving it more. And, and it's a means to get the job done. So I, I look at that as the we vehicle, right? Um, but but it, it scales, right? We have customers from the demographic all the way from, you know, late 20s upwards in, into, you know, this this is their third or fourth repeat purchase, whether it's a Tower Suburban, because they tried it once and they just love it. Do you get people who come back to the brand time and time again? Like, uh, and we know they hang on to their vehicles for around 12 years, 12, 13 years is when somebody will buy a new one. But do they all, they, they come back to Chevrolet all the time and they come back to the brand all the time and they buy another uh, Tahoe or another Suburban? Is, is that, is, do you hold on to your customers a lot? Yes. Um, so that's, that's one thing that really excites me about not only my current role, but uh, ultimately the new vehicles. Uh, we, we have Chevy truck legends, and so those are repeat purchasers um, or a certain number of, of miles on, on road that they've, that they've spun. And so when we look at Tahoe Suburban specifically, we have very loyal uh, folks. So it's, it's a great customer experience. It's a great product experience. And it's, uh, you know, it's what they know and, and what they love to it, an extent here. And so when we look at Tahoe Suburban, um, it, it is loyal and engaging with those legends, hearing their stories, reading about it, and, and featuring it in some of our advertising is, is great. And and when we talk repeat purchases, um, you know, their, their experience is what it is. And I think our product now is offered more choice, more than ever. Um, I hit on the cargo capacity max in, in this segment. Our driving dynamics were on the verge of, of the, uh, the new Duramax diesel. And it, it just goes on and on when, when we're talking technology in these, these two nameplates. So uh, a lot of excitement, not only around the heritage and the legacy that we're, we're hearing from our legendary owner, but, but also the product that, that's on showroom floors right now. Right. In the last uh, 45 seconds we have, tell me about pricing and availability. Are these, where do they start uh, in pricing? And uh, are, they avail- are they both available right now? Yes, so both are available right now. You can get trims from LS all the way up to our signature High Country. Um, so we have six trims available, uh, each with its own distinct personality. And as far as pricing goes, you know, it, it, it is what the customer wants. So you can get in south of $50,000 in a brand-new Tahoe. Um, all are available, and within our, our launch phase, we are green and, and go, and, and I, I hope everyone can have a chance to get behind the wheel and, and feel that uh, the presence that, that you do behind the, the vehicle. Matt, thank you very much for talking to us. Uh, I, As a previous owner, I was super excited to drive both vehicles, both the Suburban and the Tahoe. Uh, they are very different from the one that I owned, which was a 2000, um, but they are amazing vehicles, and everybody that sees the new design inside and out is absolutely in love with them. If you want to uh, see some of our reviews where we've driven these vehicles, you can just go to ourautoexpert.com. You can also uh, read about the brand new versions on the website which we have uh, done some reviews of them there. If you want to stand by, we'll tell you about the new vehicles that were released last week, plus what I'm driving. That's all coming up on Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert.
catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see our automotive videos, and read inside car stories about your next ride. You can do it all at Our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. We'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. All right, well, we're having a great show now. At least I am. Jen might be mad at me by the end of the show. Never. Uh, what? Yeah, well, I clearly, won't admit it on the air. Clearly not, <laughs> clearly not working hard enough to make you mad at me. So uh, I, of course, like to test drive vehicles and make sure that everybody knows what they're getting into before they... Oh, felt a sneeze coming on. Not quite. No, went away. Are you all right? Yeah, no. Wait, don't don't no. look at the lights. Don't look... Uh, I, uh, I'm pretty excited because I got to uh, be on the launch of the GLA, the Mercedes-Benz small SUV, and uh, soon we'll have the GLA AMG version of the vehicle, the 35, uh, the AMG, GLA AMG 35, coming to my house to test drive. It's cute. Next, I think it's coming on Thursday. Yes, it is. And so I'm pretty excited that uh, Carrie Richardson is joining us on the phone to talk about it. So Carrie, you have to understand I haven't been in it yet. Uh, so I'm not really sure uh, how incredible it is, but uh, how fast can I get zero to 60 out of it? <laughs> so um, I'm very excited for you to test it. Um, the zero to 60 in this new GLA 35 is five seconds. So I'm hoping that you can confirm that for me. Um, Do you think I can get it faster than five? Well, let's see. If you do, let me know for sure. <laughs> Are you a bit worried I'm going to be trying? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we get uh, a safety first in all of our AMGs, of course. <laughs> do you track me when I'm driving it? Like, do you have a little machine in there that sends data back to Mercedes going, this is what Nick's doing in the car? We don't, but we can, um, actually. So there are some features, um, for instance, the AMG track pace, that can track your time um, and keep record of that. So I'm just saying, if I was you, I'd be putting a black box in the vehicle. Just saying. I, don't <laughs> know. I do that. <laughs> well, Nick. I know me. I'd be doing that. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so this, listen, this is the this is the baby of the SUV family, but it's also probably the the stepping stone for a lot of people to get into the Mercedes family, right? Yes. Yeah, so this model actually kind of rounds out our compact SUV segment. So it is the entry AMG SUV. Um, we have the GLA 35, and of course the GLB 35, and then it goes up from there the GLE, um, the GLS, and of course the G Class. So we're very excited about this new entry model. Um, in the previous generation, we only had a 45 model. So now we have a bit of engine um, variant for everyone. So is there still a 45 or the 35 is the only AMG version? Yes, we have a 35, uh, 35 and a 45. The 35 launched a little, um, a few months ago and the 45 actually just launched this week. So we're very excited to get those back, uh, get those into the dealership. So let's talk about the jump from a regular uh, GLA to the 35. So what are the enhancements in the AMG version versus the non-AMG version? Yeah, of course. So first we start with the AMG enhanced engine. That's a two-liter four-cylinder turbo. Um, it gets you 302 horsepower, 295 pound-feet of torque, which is pretty exciting for this, you know, small compact SUV. Um, we do, you know, lean towards a 40-year, trendier customer, um, and it's noticeably bigger. 
Um, it has the AMG-specific radiator grid that we all know and love and easily identifies an AMG from a Mercedes-Benz vehicle. Right. We do have the double 10.25-inch um, displays that are standard in this model, so the widescreen cockpit, um, which is one of the major interior differentiators between By the, the way, AMG. Wh- why doesn't every car in the world have this? It's like once you've been inside with this huge cockpit that stretches... It stretches almost all the way across the dash. Yeah. And it's like once you've yeah. been in that, why would you accept anything less? Like it's yeah. it, it seems like <laughs> I can't you're spoiled. I can't get back into a vehicle without <laughs> it. It's like what are people thinking not getting this? I mean, I know I am spoiled. You were spoiled. I am. Out of you know, we're we're looking to incorporate more of that into all of our Mercedes models. So we're very happy that um, it does come standard on this model. So everyone gets to visibly see everything happening in the car. And of course, with the MBUX, you can interact with uh, the voice feature. We have the touch screen, and then we have also the touch center console as well. So a lot of ways to interact with the model. Um, what is the sort of price starting for these vehicles? So the pricing will start at $47,550 for this one, which is a, a great entry price for our SUV segment, especially for an AMG. Um, and you get a lot within that. Um, of course, the engine is in performance, but also, you know, it comes with um, the rear spoiler, which also you can make larger with our aerodynamics package. So we have a lot that can that gets you... Um, get you going with this GLA 35. It's also luxury, uh, you know, luxury on the inside as well, performance, uh, driving dynamics, uh, the quality, um, the interior quality, those type of things. Although I do feel like now some of these things, uh, we're getting to the stage, I mean, even things like eight-speed uh, dual-clutch transmission, you, you you can't live with that. Once you've had that and you feel how smooth it is to drive a vehicle and you get into a vehicle that doesn't have that sort of transmission, you're like, what? What are people thinking? I also think people are going to run out of dashboard, by the way. The bigger you start to make these screens, at some point people are going to go, wait, I've hit the other side of the dash. We can't do this anymore. You're going to do that. And I will say one thing, too, that I really enjoy about this GLA 35 is the dynamic select programs that we have. So, you know, you can change your drive programs from slippery to comfort to sport to sport plus, and there's even individual for you to program it yourself, which is amazing, and it changes all of the relevant parameters, you know, such as engine response and transmission response. So that's really helpful in a, in a vehicle of this size and its capability. Okay, so the question Nick hasn't answered yet is, does it have a drift mode? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately... <laughs> You're out of luck, Nick. have drift mode. Um, but, I mean, it's still a lot of fun. It's still a lot of fun. And I think that the slippery mode really helps us um, in those low-grip, icy road conditions. Um, you know, if you get it to drift, please let me know. Again, I would, I would love to see how that works out for you. Well, you'll, um, you'll, you'll find out, Carrie. You'll find out. By the way, the one you send me, don't bother sending any of those driving modes. Just send it in Sport Plus. I won't, I won't need any other driving mode apart from that. Um, Carrie. Okay. Favorite as well. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're sadly out of time, but uh, I will report back and tell you uh, how fast I got it to go and uh, how much drifting I had to do. Uh, you might want to have a better set of extra tires on standby just in case. I'm not trying to scare you, I promise. I promise. Uh, Kerry Richardson from uh, Mercedes, thank you so much for joining us. Stand by, more Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast.
Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen. Andy's in the studio, too. Andy, uh, what do you drive? I drive a modest 2017 Hyundai Accent. Um, Hyundai, Hyundai. Oh, Hyundai. You said Honda. Hyundai. Oh, oh, not a Honda. Not today. Hyundai. Hyundai. <laughs> yeah. Just and I, I'm like a third of the size of it. It comes to something when your friend has to tell you what you drive. Um, <laughs> I guess I am the car guy. Have you ever thought about a truck? I did almost. Yeah, I almost did. I wanted like a Ford, like a like a 750, but they didn't have those. <laughs> a 750? I think yeah. a 650 is the biggest one they make. Well, I'm, I'm waiting. F650. I'm waiting for the, the F750. Really? Mm. Yep. Uh, you seem like an F-Series type of guy. Yeah, I wake up usually in the morning ready for F-Series, but I'm holding out. <laughs> for an F-750. Yep. Uh, why did you just get a semi and be done with it? Exactly. <laughs> the good thing about the semi is you can just detach the back end. Yeah, I could just live in that, right? Yeah. you could. They have a cab sleep in the back. Well, I mean, I am a, 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 a hugely good driver. I think I could do a cro- go across the United States and back. Try parallel parking that in my driveway. That would be a lot easier. I don't know where to put my car. There's so much room. It's like a parking lot with no white marks. <laughs> I'm I not spraying my driveway with white marks just for white lines just for you. That would help a lot. I would know where to go. I just oh awkwardly God. stop in the middle of the driveway. He needs reflective, le- reflective <laughs> strips at night. Nick, I need you to come out and guide me in like an airplane. Yeah, with like little <laughs> little aura light battles yeah. and a reflective vest. Please. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like you you should be in a truck. I do look like a truck guy, don't I? You do. Yeah, I definitely don't look like I should be in a Hyundai. But you know what? Great gas mileage, and uh, I look pretty good in it. Uh, you know who knows all about F truck series? Tell me. Yes. Uh, is Travis Calhoun. He's from Ford, and he is the F-150 consumer marketing manager from Ford. Uh, are, you, are you sort of tired of Ford being on top because your job is pretty much done for you, isn't it, Travis? <laughs> you know, uh, Nick, it, uh, it, we, we like to think that we never rest. Uh, it takes a lot of effort to try to stay on top, uh, and, uh, and we want to try to stay there as best we can. What do you mean a lot of effort? You're like 400,000 units above your nearest competition. You're, uh, you're really that's, outpacing that's the... Not- <laughs> Fair, but that's not by mistake. Uh, that is a very takes a very concerted effort by a wonderful team of individuals and our awesome dealers across the country. Uh, and uh, we we look forward to continuing to deliver our forty fourth year of leadership uh, if all goes to plan at the end of the year. Uh, is it now? So you've been the number one truck in the United States for how long? For uh, forty three years. Okay, and the number one and vehicle for thirty eight. Yeah. Wow. Can you just quit for a while, Jeez. please? Can you give somebody else a chance? Because I feel like it's <laughs> the deck is kind of stacked. Just saying. I feel. I mean, make, make no mistake. The competition certainly goes for us, but we like to think that we make the best product uh, and are serving the needs of all of our customers for work or recreational purposes. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, if you're buying a truck, usually it's because you need a truck. Uh, you're doing truck things uh, like towing and hauling. Uh, be it people or gear, again, for work or for recreation, and we just want to make sure we're delivering the best product uh, to our customers. I feel like I have to be a little harder on you because uh, you're just out of control with your sales, and I need to (laughs) hold you back in a little bit. 
I do think well, it's... A, I, I, well, real quick, if I may, yeah. uh, Andy, I hate to disappoint you, but we do make an F-750. Ah! Oh, I want a baby blue so one! If you, if, you, uh, if, you need, if you need me to set you up, you just let me know. I'm sure you can find oh, in your area that will be glad to take care of you. I'm going to text you shortly. Uh-oh. <laughs> It's a big jump, by the way, to go from a, a Hyundai Accent to a 750. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready for it. It is, yeah. It's a big truck. Uh, here's you have to work on your CDL too. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, you have to get a, a special license for that. I Are got you, that, Travis. You know what I think is ironic? You have just come out with a hybrid vehicle, um, a plug-in. Is it a plug-in hybrid? The new, uh, the new F150. Or a hybrid? It is not. No, no. It is a full hybrid a full. engine. It does not require being plugged in. So you've just but come... the cool thing is, is you can plug things into it. All right, uh, which is awesome. So right. you can use our new Pro Power onboard system, uh, where you can have a generator built into your truck up to seven point two kilowatts. Yeah, and it powers. Uh, that's like coming up to power about twenty eight refrigerators. Yeah, well, we're, if you know the amount that Andy and I eat, wow. we need twenty eight refrigerators. Yeah, all I say. heard was twenty eight refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I think is I think what's ironic and funny about that, so obviously that uses electricity in part, even though it's created by the gas engine. But what Correct. I think is funny, and I was giggling about this yesterday because I was thinking about it, is the fact that the majority of your uh, of trucks uh, or a good number of your vehicles are purchased by the oil, gas, coal industry, and yet you have a hybrid truck. I think that's hilarious. I mean, it still take, it still takes gasoline. Yeah, I know. Sure that we're delivering that that and solution. Good. So listen, you're the number one truck in fuel you're... economy, and we can still deliver awesome towing and torque and payload. Uh, and that hybrid still delivers our maximum horsepower and torque. Travis, uh, you're the nice Travis, you're the number one truck in America. Just give me my little irony. Just that's all I'm asking. <laughs> Just my <laughs> little bit of irony there. He's like, I can we do what I want. Because I can do what I we, want. <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate all of our customers, regardless. Of all right, so uh, listen. I think it's also quite funny that your competition has an ad out there that they have a twelve-inch screen, and it's not an F one, and it's not an F one fifty, and they have a twelve-inch screen. Yet you're still outselling them. I think that's funny too. Uh, but the really cool thing is that we have we are now offering our version of a twelve-inch screen on the twenty twenty-one F one fifty, and what's even one thing I'm particularly proud of uh, on other competitive trucks that was that is exclusively reserved for the more premium trim series. Uh, we've brought that into about fifty percent of our lineup, so about half the trucks we are producing will have that twelve-inch screen in it. Uh, so we're really trying to democratize that uh, and give it give the people what they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I, it's real truck guys. I mean, especially the municipalities who exclusively pretty much drive F-150s and a lot of those guys like oil, gas, coal, mining who also rely on F-150s, they probably don't want a 12-inch screen. So the good thing is that at least you offer it to the people that use them as uh, family vehicles as well. So the people that want it get it. The people that don't want it also don't have to take it, which I also like. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's one of our kind of key key elements of as we're developing the product is we want to make sure that we have that optionality and customers aren't paying for things that they don't want. Uh, we still make trucks with manual windows and locks uh, because there are customers that don't want to spend money on that, uh, such as those municipalities and uh, in construction sites. Uh, so we want to make sure we're serving the needs of each one of our, our truck customers as best we can. So what is the secret sauce to the F-Series being so dominant? Uh, in two words. Uh, continuous innovation. Uh, I think that we truly try to pride ourselves in understanding our customers uh, and deliver things that they hadn't even thought of uh, to make their life easier and make themselves more productive. I like the fact there's several things I like that people don't really talk about very much. One is that you have 
the third seat in the front row so you can fold down the center console it become a third seat or fold it up i guess fold it up so it can become a third seat that's pretty cool that is pretty cool yeah and you know it also also cool it works in the reverse so you can fold it down now uh, and turn it into a table uh, both with our bench seats and with our uh, with our captain's chairs, we're now offering an interior work surface with the all new F one hundred and fifty that will allow customers to get the job done inside the cab. I also like the fact that you can recline the seats down one hundred and eighty degrees and take it. Andy, you like this? You can take a nap. What is there? <laughs> is, is there like a microwave too in there? Uh, you could certainly power one. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it, uh, the cool thing about it is with those seats, uh, not only does it uh, fold to nearly 180 degrees, but as it's folding, the lower seat cushion actually lifts up to prevent there being a gap there and giving you that flat surface to sleep on. And then you have additional support that you can adjust uh, for the upper back to make sure that you're in the ideal sleeping position. And those same seats offer heating, uh, heat, ventilation, and their massaging seats as well. Okay, I have to say my favorite is the tailgate work surface. I, Jen, I love that you said that. Uh, the tailgate work surface is awesome. It's awesome. Uh, so not only are we trying to boost productivity up inside the truck, but we're also doing that at the rear at the business end of the truck as well. So as you deploy the tailgate on that surface, uh, as the tailgate's deployed, uh, you not only have a mobile phone holder, but cup holders, pen and pencil holders. Uh, and the material that's on it is actually made out of a more durable nylon and glass. Uh, that's abrasion resistant for customers that are trying to uh, to do uh, uh, additional work in the bed. It, did, it also comes with an integrated ruler. Is that correct? Yep, we've got both. Uh, we got two sets of rulers on there as well, and some integrated seat clamp pockets. So we spent a lot of time researching how our customers use our trucks, and one of the things we noticed is that they were using the tailgate as a workbench, uh, but they were using seat clamps to affix uh, like lumber or timber to the to the tailgate, and then trying to cut off of that. Uh, as a kind of a firm surface, but in doing so, they were damaging their tailgates with the C-clamps uh, by trying to clamp it all the way down. Uh, so with this, we provided two pockets that are now standard on every F-150 we sell uh, that allows them to have that point to actually uh, clamp down uh, whatever they need to on the tailgate. All right, last minute we've got left. Let's talk about towing and hauling because that's where the truck guys get all excited. And girls. Of course. Guys and, All towers, towers of all genders, of course. <laughs> So what, what can we do? What are, we, what are the numbers? Sure. So on the 3.5-liter EcoBoost engines, which is one of our six engines that we offer on F-150, on um, the EcoBoost engine, we now are up to 400 horsepower and 500 pound-feet of torque, and that engine is now capable of towing up to 14,000 pounds, uh, which is best in class, uh, and not just by a little bit. Uh, and then also very impressive is that power boost full hybrid that we talked about is no slouch either. So with that, we have 430 horsepower, 570 pound-feet of torque, and that's capable of towing up to 12,700 pounds uh, in a full hybrid. Uh, and by the way, that same full hybrid is rated by the EPA at 24 miles per gallon for the city, highway, and combined. Boom, take that to the bank. How much is it going to cost me and when is it available? Uh, it is available now. Uh, the pricing on it is uh, is uh, posted online. Our starting price is about uh, it's just under twenty nine thousand dollars or twenty eight thousand nine hundred forty dollars, and you can equip that all the way up to about seventy five thousand dollars for our most premium limited series. All right. Uh, they are shipping to dealers now. We sold our first ones this week, so we're excited to get more customers buying the deal. Buy them, and they're over six thousand pounds, so they will qualify for the agricultural tax benefit. If you uh, own your own business, you should probably get one before the end of the year because you can take that money off of your income tax but consult your cpa for that thank you so much my friend f-150 and the f-series still dominant in the truck and vehicle market stand by more our auto expert on the way you're listening to our auto expert 
catch up with previous episodes of the show our website theourautoexpert.com you can hear all the past shows see automotive videos and read insider car stories about your next ride Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily you'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com love me a little bit of Aston Martin got to drive the regular uh, Vantage at one point uh, had a really good time doing that but uh, there's a lot of exciting Vantage news, and joining us from Aston Martin is Dan Sherman, who is the product uh, planner for Aston Martin for the Americas. Uh, do you, Dan, do you get to choose things like the colors and uh, wheels and how they look, and are you responsible for making them sparkly and uh, appealing to the American audience? Yeah, essentially, that's, uh, that's a big part of my role. Certainly, um, also getting just the, the voice of the customer in all of its... Uh, in all of its facets. So whether it's the the design, whether it's um, the kinds of functionality that we need the car to have, the luggage space requirements, the um, the way that the car drives, um, it's my responsibility to make sure that the cars are best suited for our market. What uh, what do Americans like that uh, people in the rest of the world don't like, uh, color wise and sort of uh, trim wise? Because we are like we used to be that Americans didn't like uh, they liked cup holders and the Germans didn't and things like that. But uh, is it pretty much uniform? It's just a very fine tuning, or are there some things that can, you can get away with in, the, in America that you can't in the rest of the world? You know, there, there's certain fine tunings. Um you know, certainly, uh, like especially in the color spectrum, um, we still, you know, we see a lot of black, white, silver, and gray across the world. But certainly, in different areas, you'll find different levels of boldness. And in America, we can tend to be more bold than certain other areas. You're going to see less greens here, for instance, than say uh, Great Britain. Um, but where you really also see some of the differences is that we'd like a really outgoing sports car. Um, we'd like it to look and feel um, louder and more bold than, say, they do in Europe. Um, and uh, I think that's one of the things that, that makes the Vantage really appealing in the U.S. is that it's probably our most outgoing design to date. Uh, oh, those crazy outgoing Americans who like uh, loudness. I, I tell you, if I'm going to pay uh, this sort of money for a beautiful sports car, I want my neighbors to wake up when I started at 6 o'clock exactly. in the morning. <laughs> that's, the, that's what I want. Uh, by the way, the blue that I'm looking at, the, the new Vantage Roadster, and you have video on your website, the, uh, the blue that you have uh, is amazing. And I remember going to uh, drive the DB11 in, uh, in Italy uh, about three, four years ago, and you had a paint made out of glass which was unbelievable. Yes, that was the uh, frosted glass blue. We actually do a frosted glass yellow as well. Um, the, we have a, a xenon gray color that we've also introduced in the last year that um, is in one of our designer specifications. So for, for this car, for Vantage, we've released a few new designer specifications. It's sort of like a collection of color and trim options that we really think appeal to the customer. So the one that you're looking at um, is blue one, but we also do have xenon gray, um, we've done one in yellow, a yellow tang, um, which is a popular um, yellow that we've offered for quite a while. But the uh, Riviera Run car is uh, ceramic blue. That's a new color that we're offering for 21 model year. Not too shabby, it's I beautiful. can tell you. Not too shabby. All right, let's talk a little bit about the car. Uh, you took the top off of the, of the Vantage, and uh, you gave us a Roadster. Uh, this, of course, is the perfect accoutrement to any uh, summer in Europe, I guess. Naturally, or in California, or in anywhere, you know, where... Uh, where the sun shines. Are decided. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which tends to be most of, uh, most of the Americas, certainly. 
Um, and we, we do see about, you know, around 40% um, across the board kind of go for the convertible version uh, of this car, at least historically. So we'll see what it goes uh, in the future. Now, um, but, yeah, taking the top off is, a, is, is always a, a good call, you know. Let, let's talk a little bit about that because uh, there are a couple of things that come with taking the top off. Uh, you change the structure of the vehicle. Um, and that's number one. So uh, presumably this took quite a bit of engineering. And number two is when you do that, you have to make sure when the top's up, it doesn't sound like it's down. It has to sound quiet. That's always, you know, multiple <laughs> layers of fabric uh, is always a challenge, right? Yeah, naturally. So um, one of the cool things about the Vantage, I mean, we already knew we were going to make a convertible from day one. Um, it just takes a bit of time to continue to engineer that. So when we designed the platform for the original car, we had already protected in the ability to keep as much stiffness and as much um, structure to the car as we possibly could going to the convertible where we'd still be able to achieve the same dynamic uh, capabilities that the coupe can do. Um, so some of the things that we did is, I mean, we, we have a really innovative uh, roll hoop system, um, which is uh, it's made from a castrusion process. It's actually a mixture of casting and extrusion. It keeps it really strong and lightweight. We're able to package it in really small. Uh, the structure of the car um, was uh, optimized in the first place with shear panels um, to increase the stiffness of the platform. We've used a, uh, a Z-fold roof, which is actually a different fold style from our other cars in order to keep the, um, the stack height and the weight really, really low. So there's only a, um, about a 150-pound about a difference uh, between the coupe and the convertible, which is you know, relatively light for most convertibles. Um, as a result of that. And of course, we've retuned the suspension, the steering, the modes, everything to ensure that the, van, the, the roadster drives appropriately for those changes. All right, two, um, two important questions with this. A, does it come in a manual? And B, how much is it? A, it does not come in a manual. Oh, now, oh. So one of the things... Yeah, and so one of the things when we were thinking about this car is that it is a little bit of a different customer, typically, okay. um, than we're going to find with the, uh, the the purpose, you know, the, the purposeful manual driver, especially in this generation of car when we've got a great ZF-speed uh, automatic. Um, that manual driver is a pretty niche um, sort of person. I'm a manual driver. I've got three manual cars in my portfolio. I get it. It's a a very enthusiast, you know, go-to-the-track type of offering. But right. those types of people who are going to be going to the track and more likely to be really carving the canyons, um, those folks are going to be going to the coupe. Right. And, and then, that and, tends to be and then last question, how much? $170,000. Sorry, one more time. Yeah, we lost you for we a lost second. You. You, you blanked out for one second. Say it again. $147,000. All right. Uh, I'll take three. Uh, yeah. Thank you. That's, I, I, hopefully, I'll get a chance to drive it. I drove the manual in uh, on the Austrian-German border, and that was uh, just blew my little mind out of my socks. It was amazing. But hopefully, I get a chance to drive it. Dan, thanks for taking some of your uh, weekend out to talk to us. The brand-new Aston Martin Roadster. You can see pictures of it if you go to OurAutoExpert.com. Stand by. More of the show coming up. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. Yeah.